Hey guys, welcome to the C1 Church Podcast. I pray that this message encourages you, builds your faith, and helps you go after Jesus. If you'd like more information about C1 Church, please go to our website at c1.church. Enjoy the message and be blessed. Some of us need to just say this. We need to declare it. God is for me. Just say it. God is for me. God is with me. Oh, we lost some of you. Come on. God is with me. God is for me. And now I'm going to say something. And we're going to declare it. We need to say, what can be against me? Say it. Let's go. What can be against me? Because God is for me. That's right. Amen. Father, we worship you. Oh God, glorify your name today in this place. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Lord, every person in here has walked in with different baggage. Every person in here has walked in with different lies that the enemy's telling them. Every person in here is walking in with different needs that they need you to show up. And Lord, we declare today that you are God and you are for us. You are not against us. You are against who's against us. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, over your church right now in the mighty name of Jesus that you will tear down walls in their hearts, that you will show up, Holy Spirit, and mend the brokenhearted, heal their bodies in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Have your way today, Holy Spirit, as we transition from a time of worship through song to a time of worship in your word. We declare that this is your church. This is your place. This is your space to do what you want. Have your way. Glorify your name today. And let not one person who hears this, whether in person or online, let them walk away from hearing your word the same as when they walked in. Oh God, please let us not walk away the same. Lord, but grip our hearts change us. Holy Spirit, speak through me. I need you. I need your anointing. Lord, my words are nothing, but if you breathe on them, they can. your word can change lives. Your word can change directories. Lord, your word can change a person's eternity. We need you. Holy Spirit, glorify yourself today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. We are launching into a series today called Declaration. And this is a timely message. I think it's for every person here today and those who are going to watch online. This series is what the church needs, is what we need. The Lord's been stirring in my heart for months but we have got to be intentional with the words that come out of our mouth because what we say matters. What we say matters. And the Holy Spirit's in us. He's for us. And we have authority in our speech. 
I want you to get this. And in all my years of working with social workers in high schools, we did a lot of teaching and we did a lot of training for high-risk students and, and helping students in high-risk environments. And one of the things that they taught was for every negative statement that a person hears over their lives, it takes a thousand positive statements to overcome that. So parents and grandparents, listen up. When we declare things over ourselves, over our children, and over our grandchildren, it takes a thousand positive words to make up the difference of one negative word. A thousand. Because what we say matters. And we don't need to give, the, we don't need to help our enemy, Satan, in the least little bit. His job is to accuse us. Let him accuse us all day long before God. We do not want to join in with him. And I guarantee you, some of us, even this morning, you said something negative to yourself. You said something negative about your life. We, we got to guard that. You might have said, I, I, think about this. Think about some of the stuff we say. Oh, I'm broke. I don't have any money. That's just like, everyone can probably relate to that. Maybe not. We say stuff like that. But that actually flies in contrast. Or, or we'll say something like this. How are we going to make it? Oh, now I'm stepping on toes, right? How are we going to make it? What, what do you mean, how are you going to make it? God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He promises to provide for all of our needs according to his glorious riches. So today, what I want us to do is I want us to realign because we got to align our speech with what God already says. God has so many things he says over his church, over his people, over you, and over me. And we got to align our speech with what he's saying. Because let me tell you, when we align our speech with what God's saying, that's when miracles start to flow out of our lives. That's when favor, because it's not anything, we can say positive things all day, but if God's not saying it, it doesn't really matter. It does make a difference, because it might you know, make your mood better. But when we start coming into alignment with what God is saying... Oh, get ready. Just buckle up. Just put your seatbelt on because God's going to pour his favor out on you because he wants to. But let's align our speech. Uh, um, in 2018, I'm, we're going to get into the scripture in a moment. But I want you to understand what we say matters. And this is something completely unrelated to the Bible, but I'm going to pull it back into the Bible because God said it first. Just FYI. Ikea, the company that makes you do all the work, you know what I'm talking about? You go there and you get meatballs and you buy something and you have to put it together. That company? Um, no, no one's been to Ikea? Okay. Um, evidently, they make really good furniture and they make really good meatballs. What a, what a combo. It's like my love language. Um, they did a study about anti-bullying. And in this study, can you throw, throw up the first picture? They did a 30-day study. They got identical plants this one and this one, and they put them side by side in the, like, where I think this is, like, their headquarters, but it's in their lobby. So they got equal sunlight, and they invited schools to come 
and see this over the course of 30 days. And what they did, the only difference between these plants, they got equal sunlight, they got equal water, they got equal everything. The only difference is in the back of this plant, this one right here, it constantly got fed compliments. They had a speaker in it that was saying, you're beautiful, you're amazing. And then this one was constantly being told, you're fat, you're ugly, you'll amount to nothing. And stuff like that. For 30 days, they did this. Everything was the same. And this is not even at the end. Just throw up the next one. That's not even at the end of the study. That's like halfway through. It ends up dying and withering away. And the only difference was it got fed discouragement. It got fed, they called it bullying. This one got fed compliments. And look how much bigger it is. Go back to the first picture real quick. And then go. go. It's like growing and it's flourishing. It's like the, the containment's like, and this one's wilting and dying. The only difference was one got fed compliments and one got fed negativity for 30 days straight. Now, what we say matters. The most common sentence in the English language is a declarative sentence. We declare things all the time, and we might as well come into alignment with what God's declaring. Proverbs chapter 18, 21 says, The tongue can bring life or death. Those who love it to talk will reap the consequences. Okay? So that's amazing. Let's look at the next one. I'm going to give a better. Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. What we say matters. What we say matters. And today you're going to be saying like, man, I wish I would have got my money's worth because we're not going to be in here long. I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I want to give room for the Holy Spirit's laboratory. I believe, I, I just want to set the bar really high. God's going to meet with you. I believe that people that have walked in here with baggage are going to walk out. I, I think that peace is going to root out anxiety. I think joy is going to root out depression. I, I believe that some people are even going to get healed. There are people in here that need a healing. I believe that as we start declaring what God's already saying, people are going to be healed today. I believe that. I'm praying for that. You're like, you're like, oh, that's, that's pretty big. Well, God wants to do it. So let's, let's align. Let's realign. Even now, I, I want our faith to come up to that level. Just start expecting. Maybe even as I'm speaking, you might be saying, man, I need healing in my leg. I need healing in my ankle. I need healing in my wrist. I need, just start expecting God anytime. Because he'll do it. He doesn't, he doesn't need to wait for me or you. Just expect it. Throw in the expectations right there. I have one thought for you today, and it's this. If you don't know what to say, say what God is saying. Okay, it's two parts. The second part is, if you do know what to say, say what God is saying. I know that's really deep. If you don't know what to say, say what God is saying. If you do know what to say, Say what God is saying anyways. In John 12, 49, 
Jesus said this. He said this. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me to say, um, has commanded me what to say and how to say it. Jesus subjected himself to saying what God told him to say. And I'm not saying you walk around willy-nilly, name it, claim it. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that God is constantly saying things about his church, about you, about your family, about your children, about your finances, about your health. And how do we know it? We get into his word, first and foremost, his written word that has all authority. And so when we get into the written word of God and we know the written word of God, we're able to discern all the other words that come into our life. That's what Jesus did. He was, number one, he was the word, but he knew the word of God as a man to the point where when the enemy came at him with the word of God, he was able to discern the the intention behind it. And he was able to use the word of God to overcome temptation. And what I'm getting at is Jesus said what the Father told him to say. He subjected himself to this way of thinking. And what does the Father say about us? What does the Father say about his church? Some of us need to get an idea of our Father's heart towards us. All we know is religion. All we know is condemnation. All we know is, man, he's coming down. He's going to strike me with lightning or something like that. No. We have a better understanding when we understand the Father's heart. He loves you. God loves you. He cares for you. He wants to heal you. I, I, I was... This is, this is uh, something that the Lord's really been dealing with me, but I, I, I think that sometimes in how we pray, we declare things that we don't even realize that we're declaring, but we say stuff like, Lord, if it's your will, will you heal this person? And I, 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 I've been really thinking about that because I used to pray that way too. And it's almost like in my prayer life, I'm giving, I'm giving it out so I don't look like a fool if God doesn't do it. But I don't think that's how God wants us to pray. Because Jesus, he went to a Roman beating post and got scourged, which would kill most men. And Isaiah and Peter both say, by his stripes we are healed. Not we will be healed, not that we might be healed, but we are healed. So that's one thing that God is saying. He says that. We are healed. He tells us that we could tell this mortal body to come in line with his word. So, I don't understand why sometimes he doesn't. I I, I don't know those nuances. But I've been reading the Gospels, and Jesus just healed people, and healed people, and healed people, and healed people, and healed people. And it was always a response to faith. When faith was high, he went into his hometown and says he could only heal a few people because they didn't believe. But God responds to faith. And I believe that when we come in line with what God is saying, our faith rises. 
our faith rises to where we, we start saying things like, God is going to do this. God is going to heal you. It might not be at that moment, but it will happen. It, it will happen, and I've seen it happen like that. I, I prayed for a gentleman the other day that hurt his knees, and he could barely walk up and down stairs. And he texted me later that night. He said, dude, I walked out of a class here in Murfreesboro, and it hit me. My knees haven't hurt. And it wasn't immediate, but, like, he really hurt his knees. Like, they were clicking and popping and all that, and then all of a sudden, all the pain was gone. And I was like, well, I don't know why God didn't heal you instantaneously, but he did heal. Because that's what God wants to do. Jesus didn't nonchalantly take stripes on his back for our healing. God doesn't nonchalantly say that when we, we give, and it will be given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, running over, the same measure with which you You know, like, God doesn't nonchalantly say these things. He says them with purpose. And so we obviously, as Christians, we don't give to get from God. We do it out of obedience, but we can take that to the bank because God said it, it will happen. Because God declared it, it will happen. Th that's it. Abraham, he had this faith because God said it. And, and Paul says in Romans that without losing faith, Abraham's faith grew every year. Even though he was waiting on the promise because he knew that he who promised was faithful to deliver. He believed. So there's something about our faith. What we say makes a difference how we live. You know, if we wake up in the morning and we just, oh, today's going to be a bad day. You're going to get what you declare. You are. But Jesus, he says this. I only say what the Father. But and think about what Jesus said. He constantly said stuff like, your faith has made you well. Your sins are forgiven. Like he was saying what the Father is telling him to say. He was constantly speaking blessing. He was constantly challenging his disciples to believe. There, there's power in declaration. And in, in, in Mark, there's this woman that had an issue of blood. And she said, she, it says, she says, I love it. It says, she declared to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. She convinced herself that God was going to do it before he even did it. And then she got to stepping. She got to pressing. She got to get to Jesus. And then he, she touched the hem of his garment. And she was healed. And Jesus was like, who touched me? And the disciples were dumbfounded. Like, everyone's touching you, Jesus. There's a huge crowd pressing you. He's like, no, no, I felt virtue leave my body. And he turns around and he says, your faith has made you well. She declared it before it ever happened because she said, Jesus can do this. What we say matters. What we say matters. Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Old Testament, prophets would come into alignment with what God was saying. Prophets would come into alignment with what God was saying, and get this, out of that alignment, they would declare God's word 
to kings to to clouds to whatever. Famines would start and end with the declaration from a man that God told them to say. They They came into alignment. They were listening and they were praying. They were seeking God. God told them what to say. They came just like Jesus. He says, I don't say anything but what the Father says. Okay? The prophets would come into alignment. They would pronounce famine. There would be a famine. They would pronounce the end of famine. There would be an end of famine. They would pronounce seizures of countries would fall and countries would rise upon the pronunciation of what God was saying. Armies, hundreds of thousands, would be defeated on the proclamation of what God was saying. People would be healed upon the proclamation of what God was saying. The dead would be raised upon the proclamation of what God was saying. Miracles of provision would happen on the proclamation of what God was saying as prophets throughout the Old Testament would come into alignment with what God was saying. And we, as a church, now more than ever, have got to come into alignment with what God is saying. There can be no more room for our own opinion. There can be no more room. The the reality is Jesus is coming back soon. And we have got to reach this world with the gospel. There are people that need Jesus. And so we need to start declaring, Lord, your word tells us upon this rock, you will build your church. Build your church, God, and start declaring that he's going to build it. Oh, God, your word tells us to go into the highways and byways and declare the gospel. Lord, help me go. Start declaring. Your word tells us to pray to the God of the harvest for workers. Send workers. Start declaring what God already is saying. There's something about when we come in line with the declarations of God that moves mountains. Jesus And it's it's in a couple places in Matthew and Mark. Jesus gets up, goes into town. He goes over to a fig tree and has a lot of blooms, but doesn't have any fruit. And Jesus takes and he walks up to it and it doesn't have any fruit. So he says, you will never bear fruit again. And he cursed it because it wasn't bearing any fruit. Even though the Bible says it wasn't the season for fruit, but... I always wondered about that. Like, why did he curse a tree when it wasn't in season? But on those plants, there's this pre-fruit that will grow in that will kind of indicate the harvest ahead of time. And I believe that that tree didn't have any of the even pre-fruit that is edible. And God's like, it's not, it, it looks like it should be bearing fruit, but it's not going to bear fruit. So Christ just cursed it. And one gospel makes it look like it happened immediately. The other gospel says the next morning, Mark says the next morning they got up and they walked past it. And that tree that looked so healthy and good was withered and dead. Because Jesus said, there's weight to our words. And he uses this moment like the disciples were like, what just happened? We've never seen a tree die that fast. And he said, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, you can say to this mountain, be cast into the sea and it will be done. When we have faith and do not doubt, and we, we, we start saying what God's saying, well, we, we start saying what God's saying. What we say matters. 
what we say over ourselves matters. You can't control what other people say about you, but you can control what you say about yourself. You can't, you can't control what other people think about you, but you can control what you think about yourself. And some of us walk around defeated all the time because we think so lowly of us and we have no idea how God thinks of us. We think God thinks the same way. His thoughts are infinitely better than your thoughts. And it's time for us. We will never have confidence if we keep thinking the way the enemy thinks about us. It's time that we start thinking the way God thinks about us so we can make a difference in this world. We can make a difference in this world. I'm just going to I'm going to get out of the way. I think God wants to do something. I do want to do something before we end. We're about to read something together. And I read this to myself every day. I'm that guy. I'm weird. I'll own it. You guys can say amen if you want. That's it's cool. Um but I truly believe this, that we have got to remind ourselves of our identity in Christ. Because if we don't, the enemy will remind us of our identity without Christ. What we're about to read is a declaration, straight out, the scripture references beside it, and this is what God says about you. This is what God says about you. And as we read it, this is what's going to happen. I, I want to set the bar. As we read it, faith is going to start rising. As we read it, like I, I, I can tell you this. As I read this over myself, I often end up in tears. Because it reminds me of how God sees me. I believe that as we read it, that joy is going to uproot depression. I believe that as we read it, peace is going to uproot peace is going to uproot anxiety i believe as we read it people might even start being healed in their physical bodies as we come into alignment with what god says about us declaration matters and when we come into alignment with what god is already declaring mountains move and i i need our faith to be like, I'm just going to read this. No, no. I need our faith to be, this is what God says, and because God says it, it's true. Regardless of how you feel, if God says it, it's true. Okay? So, because of Jesus, let's throw it up there. Let's read together. Because of Jesus... I am dead to sin and alive to Christ. I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am alive. I am a faith-filled, live-speaking, fully devoted follower of Christ. I am Christ's ambassador. I am a masterpiece. I am content in Christ alone. I am chosen. I am determined to love God and people with everything I have.
I am a child of God. I am strengthened by God who upholds me, protects me, and defends me. I am joyful. I am gentle. I am not easily offended and will not hold on to bitterness. I am patient. I am faithful. I am self-controlled. I am known. I am known even before I was born. I am steady. I am not alone. God is with me and God is for me. I am loved. I am fierce in confidence and boldness because God is with me. I am free. I am healed. I am unashamed. I am called and equipped to go after the righteous desires God puts in my heart. I am strong. I am fearless. I am secure. I am not a people pleaser because I answer to God first and seek to please Him. I am a new creation. I am not shaken. I am not stuck in worry because Jesus. Mm. Let's keep going. I am born again. I am not a victim. I am more than a conqueror. Some of us just need to stop right there. Let's repeat that. Right there. I am not a victim. I am more than a conqueror. I am named by God, not labeled by man. I am the light of the world. I am mighty in his power. I am the church, and I exist for the world. Let's just give God a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. That's your identity in Christ. That's how God sees you. That's how God sees you. That's who you are. I don't care whether you feel it or not. Is there any more slides? Is that the last one? Awesome. That's who you are. That's who you are. Some of us need to declare things like that over ourselves time and time again. We need to start declaring, I am healed. I am saved. I am born again. I, I am more than a conqueror. I'm not a victim. That's not who I am. That's not the identity. The Bible tells us we who are in Christ are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. The new has come. God has something for us that the world can't give. And when we come into alignment, when we come into alignment with what he is doing, mountains move. When we come into alignment with what he is saying, mountains move. And, and this is what I want to do in response to this. How do you believe this is true? How, many, how do you know this is how God sees you? That's right. There are people in here that need physical healing. Just by a show of hands, I just, I just want you to raise your hand if you need a physical healing. Okay. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight people in this room that need a physical healing. The Bible says we are healed. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. If you are beside someone, put your hands back up. When Jesus fed the multitudes, when he fed the multitudes, he didn't multiply it. 
the disciples multiplied it in their hands. And then it multiplied in the hands of the people that just kept passing food. Jesus didn't actually feed fifteen to 20,000 people. He gave it to his disciples and they did it. And so if you're beside someone who needs a physical healing, I want the church to be the church. I want you to ask them, ask them, what do you need healing for? What do you need healing for? And then pray specifically, God heal it. God heal it. Okay? If, if you don't want people to talk to you, then put your hand down. But um, I believe that God's going to heal some people right now. I believe it. Because we're his church. And that's what he says. He didn't lightly go and get scourged. He didn't do it for just the scars. Okay. Hands up. Who needs healing? Your neighbors. I want, this requires some moving. Go to those people and ask them, what do you need healing for? What do you need healing for? Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, let's gather around the people with their hands up. Come on, church. Ask them, what do you need healing for? Jesus, you said it. You said it. We believe it. We come into alignment and we declare healing over every person. We declare healing over back issues. We declare healing over eye issues. Lord, there are, I, 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 I believe that there's someone here that has an ankle injury in the right ankle. I pray right now for healing over that in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now. Now here's a question. Who feels? If, if, if there's a way to test. Huh, you guys are really going to think I'm crazy now. That's all right. Who feels at least 80% better? Right there? Yeah. 80% better? Who else? Does anyone else feel? The difference. You feel a difference. Praise God. Praise God. 
Praise God. For some reason, and, and, and guys, I've seen God heal people instantly. I've seen God people heal like I got a text the other night. I prayed for him that morning, and I don't know why God took time to touch his knees, but I believe that if, even if it's not right now, I believe that God is going to do it. This week. This week. Not, not months to come. You know, that's, that's, that's what your body does naturally. But God is going to supernaturally, supernaturally. Yesterday, I was praying right here. And I really felt like the Lord said, I'm going to do something supernatural tomorrow. And I texted my staff. I said, be praying. I'm going to do it regardless. But I need, I need courage. I need courage to step out. Father, your word tells us you're our healer, so heal. If there's someone in here dealing with diabetes, yeah, Father, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke diabetes in the name of Jesus we come against it we command this pancreas to make insulin it's been dead, dead for years we command it to come alive and we rebuke diabetes off the family line in the name of Jesus how many of you guys know how many of you guys know someone dealing with diabetes alright we're going to declare right now we're going to declare right now healing and uh, uh, this is a challenge I want you to reach out. I want you to reach out to them and say, we prayed for you today at church about your diabetes. And I want you to text me when you notice a difference. Because we want to celebrate it. So let's pray against, Lord, you see every hand. Raise your hand if you know someone dealing with diabetes. Oh God, I, I declare healing over this in the name of Jesus. Lord, over each and every person that's represented in this. And Lord, I pray right now that you will show up supernaturally and heal. Diabetes, you have no authority. Affliction, you have no authority. Be gone. Amen. Now your challenge is to reach out to them. Reach out to them. Reach out to them. And say, we prayed for you. And in the next couple days, you're going to notice and text us back. The other thing that I really felt like the Lord really laid on my heart. And guys, this is going to this is going to take a moment of pride get out. There are people in here that need God to show up financially. That's all I'm going to say. I I I I just like it might it just might be a, de a debt that you want gone. Like, I'm going to raise my hand for the church and for student loans. Praise the Lord. But I really feel that there are people that need God to show up financially. And you've been saying to yourself a lot, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm telling you how you're going to make it, God. I'm telling you how you're going to make it. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah is a covenant name God gave to himself. He can't break covenants. And Jireh means provider. And he says he'll provide for all of our needs according to his glorious riches. So uh, I'm going to raise my hand first. I'm going to break the ice. 
who needs God to move in their finances? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pray together. And we're going to declare what God's already declared. We're going to declare what God's already declared. We're going to come into alignment. And I believe that within the next month, things are going to turn. Like, you're going to be like, how did this happen? As we obey God, God does it. And it, he doesn't have to justify anything. But here's the thing. He does say it. He said, test me and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven when we obey him. When we obey him. Father, I declare, Lord, you laid this on my heart. Lord, you see every person in here that, that needs provision. Lord God, you see. Lord, and this is a, a place tender to your heart. Lord, your word says in Psalm 37, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor the children begging for bread. Lord, your word tells us in Philippians chapter 4 th that, that our God will provide for all our needs according to your glorious riches. So, Lord, we stand on your word. This is what you declare, and we declare it back. Finances, we command you to come into alignment. Provision, we command you to come to our lives. In the name of Jesus, every person that raised their hand, we command we declare the word of God over this situation because it has all authority. And Satan, you have no authority. You are trespassing against God's temple. You have no authority and we command you to bow. Lord, we thank you for the blessings. We thank you for the provision. We thank you for what you're about to do. And Lord, may your name be glorified through it. Amen. I would be amiss to not say this, though. As God blesses us, as God comes through and heals us, we've got to go back and give him glory. It's all Jesus. 100%. All Jesus. And we want to celebrate with you. And we want to glorify his mighty name. The ultimate thing that we need to come into alignment with, though, before anything else, is the alignment of our heart with his. And how does that happen? It's through salvation. It's through salvation. Jesus Christ came and he lived a life that we can never live and he died a death that we deserve, that we might have a relationship with a father that loves us so dearly. And he paid the price for that. And all we have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again. You died in my place and you brought my salvation. And we make that confession and we truly believe that in our heart. Bible says that we're sons or daughters of God. And I'm, I'm not going to lead you in a prayer. I believe there's going to be people that watch online that need to make that. And you need to determine. Sometimes I think that we can get manipulated into just a group prayer. And I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not about that. I want people to truly determine in their heart, I want to live for Jesus. Because it's not about a prayer. It's about a life that is for Jesus. And it's so simple. Jesus, forgive me. Come be Lord. I believe you're the Son of God. 
He makes it so simple because he wants a relationship. And if, if you make that confession right now, let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment. Let's give people time to respond and to pray that. You don't have to say it exactly the way I said it. Jesus gets it. I want you to come see me right up here after service. I'll be here for a moment. And I just want to talk with you. And if you're watching online and you made this decision and you said, Jesus, forgive me. Man, go to our website, c1.church, and go down to the bottom of the page and just hit contact us. And we want to connect with you. Let's just give God some praise. Let's give him some praise. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we, we thank you. We thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the testimonies that are going to come in. We thank you for the, for the healings that are just going to continue to show up. We thank you for the people that said, I feel a difference even now. God, we praise you. Because you're a God that heals. You're a God that provides. You're a God. Lord, I pray that as we walk out of here that we declare what you say about us. That we declare what you say about our life, about our marriages, about our families, about our finances, about your church. Jesus, grow your church. Build your church. Lord, we thank you that the gates of hell can't triumph against it. We praise your name. Have your way, Father, right now. Have your way over your church. Lord, anoint them. Go before them, Lord. As we walk out of this building, let us be an army for your kingdom. And let us, Lord, rob the enemy's kingdom of souls because you are with us and you are for us. Lord, let us be bold in our confession. Let us be anointed in our confession, Lord, as we aim to walk with you. Let us declare what you say and let's come into alignment. In your mighty name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. I love you guys.